What is up with it, Panther Nation? This is your sports editor, Daniel Stackhouse, and I am here joined by staff writer Abby Carter, coming to you from the Panther Pit for the eighth episode this season. So before we get into anything, Abby Carter, it's been a while since we had you on the show. How you been? Good. Very good. But yeah, let's get straight into it. So we're going to recap a bunch of the winter sports since all of them ended within these past two weeks. First, we're going to start out with basketball real quick. Um... They had, they had played away in their, fir- in their first round region playoff game against Harris County. It was a very tall task for them, and a big asterisk for them was the one that when they won against Harris County a couple weeks ago, that was when their number one score was, wasn't playing. So, and even though they had, even though that, they still played pretty well, and it was a very close game, just a couple of points, but unfortunately, Lady Panthers weren't able to pull it through. We'll end up talking about them for a little bit more. However, we do want to talk about the boys' playoff game before we get into some analysis. So, Abby Carter, you were there at that playoff game, so just kind of give us a rundown of what happened. For the boys' playoff game, it was devastating. Um, they were down in the first uh, quarter, then in the second they got back up and really thought they had it for a while, went into overtime and we just couldn't get back up there. The boys tried so hard. They had such a good season, and nobody was ready for it to end as soon as it did. Um, but all we can say is that they had a great season. They improved so much from last year, and I can't wait to see what happens next year. And you actually did talk to head coach Josh Reeves that game, so we have some audio from him to, to give to you guys. So here's what he ended up saying. Where did the team fall short tonight mentally and strategically? Uh, strategically, I think we were okay. We pushed ourselves to be up by 15 or 18 at some point. Um, toward the end, we didn't execute. We weren't strong with the basketball, but they, they did a good job. Nobody expected them to be here. Um, like I said, we just didn't execute for like three plays, and we saw what that got us into overtime. <sighs> Had a couple of guys foul out that really were too important to foul out, but I mean, you know, what are you going to do? So, All right. Sorry, and man. Sorry, man. Real sorry. Sorry, man. Hi, Coach. What were the successes of the season? Uh, I mean, we have four times as many wins as we had last year, 16. Um, we had uh, guys like Maurice Massey um, just absolutely worked so hard to get so much better. Gabe Sands, Anthony Robinson, these guys just worked their butts off to get better. And uh, I'm very proud of what they did. Um, I'm really sad that it ends the way it did, you know, because I wasn't ready for it, you know, and I don't think they were ready for it. But like I said, successes of the season, we won a lot of basketball games. We had a good time with each other. Like I said, we really, um, like I said, they were a good team, you know, like they were a good team to be around. And uh, like I said, I hate that it ends this way for them because they were too good for that. What was that like for you, you know, being at that game and watching that all unfold? Well, I've been at almost every home basketball game, some away games, and you just start watching the team, and then you just see them get crushed and brought down like this, and it's really hard. But um, they took it, they took it gracefully, but I know none of them were ready, especially the seniors. The seniors were devastated, but um, they they had a great season, so that's, that's as much as they're gonna get from it. And I do have to come in that senior class, because it was really good. Like you have Brendan Allison, who's going to the Merchant Marines in the, in the fall and the winter. Maurice yeah. Massey. Maurice Massey, Eli Baker, Michael Townsend, and you got all these guys who played really well throughout the season. It's just 
the fact of the matter is that they couldn't get it done, and it's it's very disappointing to see. And I know for a lot, of, I was in the stands late that game, and I know for Panther Nation it was very frustrating. But sometimes that's just how it is, and that's just end up, that's just end up helping for the Panthers as frustrating as it is. But overall, I mean, Abby, just kind of like give us a rundown of like the of what you thought about the, both these basketball teams throughout this year, seeing that you've been covering them throughout the past winter. Well, the girls, um, after uh, they lost their season, their seniors last year, um, and they're just building back their team up this year. All these girls were from different sports, um, but they did a good job after um, after the Christmas break. They really got into it. They were really going hard and everything, and it was just amazing to see how far they come. Um, I was disappointed that in their region game they did lose by one point, um, but that's that's just how it goes sometimes. The guys, um, they improved so much from last year. Uh, at the beginning of the season, they were just constant wins. Then in the middle of the season, they kind of went through it a little bit, but they, they got right back up there. Um, but these things happen. But they were really good, and... They both had a good season. And I can vouch for what you're saying because I was covering basketball a lot last year myself. And one thing I didn't notice is exactly what you're saying because they did have the girls are really going through a rebuild phase, especially when they lost like Allison Hudson uh, and Ashlyn and all the all those really good girls, Kara Dial, Ryan King, all those guys, girls were so good on this team. And when you have to replace them with girls that didn't have that had little to no time playing time last year. It was a struggle, and you can't say they didn't try because they had a lot of close games, including that one-point Whitewater game that you and I were at a couple weeks ago before the region tournament. And so, the region tournament, they lost. Yeah, they they kept it close. They kept it competitive, and that's a very that's a very commendable thing. Even though more often than not, they weren't able to get it out. But like you said, it is a rebuilding phase, and they do have Ryan King, and that's good. They and Ryan King is still developing pretty well. Still looking like a really great, great player, having passed the 1,000 point mark this past season. So, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the spring season. And the boys themselves, it kind of just feels like that first year they stunk straight up, but and it looked like they really got their, really started improving this next this past season. But there is there is one weakness that I saw both this year and last year that I want to point out that I feel like is going to be crucial for them to succeed. It's that. And this really falls into most Panther sports, unfortunately, but especially with boys, with especially with basketball, really with boys basketball, as from what I've seen, it's like it's getting, it's keeping that momentum in the second half. It's they had, they were better with it this season than they were last season, but it ended up being their downfall this season. It, well, the trend that I saw with the boys, um, if they started off slow in the very first quarter, then they it was hard to get it up because the entire time they're just going through the game, they're just rebuilding that scoring. And the season before that, it was definitely a new coach, new year, so that was their transition season. But they showed that with just even after one season like that, they can bring it back up. And I'm excited to see what happens next year because he did so much just in his yeah. second year. Yeah, again, though, I will, I will point out, like, you have a you, – that is a trend that I will that – I, that I do understand. But you also have a situation where you're up 10 points in the third quarter 
and that lead gets eviscerated. Like that's that's problematic. That's the things I'm seeing that are pretty troubling myself. But all, but it is a game much deeper than two perspectives. And Coach Reeves is a fantastic coach, and he's definitely going to be looking at film throughout the throughout the spring and the summer, and he's going to find what this team needs to do to succeed next season. Yeah. And as we move on, we got some cha- we got championship week weekend last week. A lot of exciting stuff ended up going down. Quick, let's talk about wrestling. Uh, Leo Leo Menin ended up losing in cons. Senior Leo, Senior Leo Menin ended up losing some some point in the cons match. Um, Joey Joey Sokowski Senior was dealing with a lung, was dealing with a was dealing with a lung injury throughout the tournament, so he ended up losing late later in cons, which was unfortunate for him. And then Ethan, we got to give credit to Senior Ethan Kassler, who won the cons bracket and placed third place. And it was very good. And from what I understand, it was a very good showing for the Panthers. They ended up doing really well, especially Kassler. And it's definitely com- commendable in one aspect that he may not may, may not have wanted to get third, especially when he was the runner up the past two years. But in a sense, he won his last match as a, he won his last wrestling match in high school, and that's something important to leave off of. It's better to go off on a win than it is to go off on a, go out like on a loss and play second. So there's always that. And then you also have cheer, and I actually ended up going to the state cheer meet to support my sister. And there's a lot of nerve. We had to replace a flyer who got injured a the week prior. So getting that other flyer in that routine was pretty difficult. But once they got on the floor, they had almost a perfect routine. They hit almost they hit basically everything. And it was it was so exciting, very hyped to watch. And it ended up paying off because they ended up placing second in the state meet only into Macintosh and to Macintosh. McIntosh's credit, they did they did have basically a perfect routine on their end. So I think it's a pretty good placement to have considering that they were ranked about fifth or sixth going to the state meet, and they ended up being the runners-up. And even good for that senior class. They got Kate Wheeland, Olivia Allen, Mackenzie Slagle, and then the all members of the All-Star team, Kaylee Bennett, Emily Stackhouse. Very great to see them go out like that. And I actually have some audio from head coach Manny Ratliff kind of detailing what it's been like preparing for the state meet and performing that meet in their perspective. What was it like preparing preparing through this past week for this? Well, it was stressful because we replaced a flyer on Tuesday, but it was about getting them motivated and trying to tell them that they could do this no matter what obstacles. Well, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Okay, I'll be back. And when you finally got here, when you were getting ready to go here earlier this morning, what was the, what was the, what was the feeling? How was the, how was, how was everybody feeling? Going everybody was this? feeling good. We treated it like a normal day and kept them busy all day long and just tried to tell them it was just like any other Saturday. And when you get to like, and what was the pregame like, so to speak, when you guys were finally getting up and getting ready? Oh, thank you. When, when it was finally like time for you guys to step up to the mat and perform? Um, we were a little nervous. We had a rough warm up, so we were all anxious because we had eight freshmen, but the, everybody stepped up to the plate and did their job. So tell me about the, so tell me about the routine itself. What was it like witnessing that? Live today? Yeah, Amazing. That. I cried. Because I just wanted the seniors to have a last good hurrah. 
And now what does it mean to, in your first season back as coach, what does it mean to come come back and be runner-up in the state? I'm pretty excited, but I couldn't have done it without these two fine ladies and all the cheerleaders. Everybody bought into it. And finally, my last thing is, what is this... What does this do for the influence of the future of this program going forward? I'm hoping we go from here and go forward and do good things. Carry it on. Very impressive stuff from them, you know. And honestly, I think from what I understand, from what I see, like they're fueled. Like they're ready to compete and beat Macintosh next year. And I'm hoping for the best for them. And before we move on from Cheer, very exciting news. They end up being being team of the year. I think it was the Georgia Athletic Coaches Association that gave them that honor, but huge honor for them. So congratulations to that. We're going to have a story on that in the coming days at theprowlernews.org. So, yeah, come on, check that out. And then Dance, we just need to give a shout-out to them just straight up. Fourth consecutive state championship. From what I understand, they did win Jazz and Palm. And all I got to say is wow. And Dance is definitely the most underrated sport in the entire school, considering that they've won four consecutive state championships, a couple national titles thrown in there. They had, they've had so much success, and I regret not being able to cover them and cover them enough because they have it's it's unparalleled to have that kind of success. Uh, at state and national levels. So all I gotta say is, dance team, congratulations on everything y'all have achieved. Seniors, congratulations. Y'all have been an astounding class, winning four consecutive. And that's all I gotta say about that. And before we move on to spring sports, it's kind of a, just kind of looking back at, winter, at this winter season, it was very interesting. Cause you know, Rona, the coronavirus picked up in November and December. And we started being concerned of, oh, are we gonna get shut down again? And we didn't, and ended up working out well. And we had a very, I'd say a split, a split winter season. Like we had some, I mean, we, you, know, you know, we didn't have, ba- we had basketball that didn't even make the playoffs, but, and, but they did have some exciting games in their own right. And some of those games surely, surely leave some memories and some stories from Abby Carter. If you want to look back and read some of those from her, you've got that from her. And then you also have wrestling and dance still successful well team team wrestling didn't do so good but rest but the individuals even castler going out with a third place victory and then sheer runners up in state and then dance just immensely successful so i think it's very i think it's safe to say it was a very exciting sports season but what do you think what do you think of the past sports season winter sports season i think this winter sports season has Definitely been a weird time for everybody, but basketball did great, dance did. Basketball did great um, up until the very end. They both had their strengths and weaknesses. Uh, Cheer was amazing. It was fun to do um, the interview um, with the new head cheer coach and everything. Um, And they're a great team. It was fun to get to have a sneak peek at how it went and they've just improved and we'll keep on. And uh, dance team, they've been amazing the last four years. And um, I'm just, um, it was so great just to see all of it unfolding. So it was very exciting for you since you did get a lot of time to be following everything, right? No. (laughs) Uh, This is, I make time to cover sports. I haven't really 
seen them all, but I was so lucky to get to have seen them this year, to really pay attention to them this year. Great stuff. And now we're going to move on to spring sports as we shut the door on the 2021 or 2020-2021 winter sports season. We're going to move on to some spring sports, and we've got some... We've got some good starters, and unfortunately we don't have anything about golf or tennis. Uh, the first golf match is going to be against McIntosh at Flat Creek, I'm pretty sure, on Monday. Or not Monday, it's Wednesday, March 3rd, I'm pretty sure that is, or whatever that date is. And so, and tennis, they were going to compete against... They were going to compete against Griffin on the 11th, but that got rained out, so their first meet is actually tonight against East Coweta at East Coweta. So we'll let you know we'll let you know what happens with that. And then Boys Lacks, um, from what I understand, they've actually had a pretty good start to the season, so um, but unfortunately we don't have any unfortunately we, we don't have anything to report on that yet. But if you do, if you are interested in Boys Lacks, we do have a coach's corner with Katie Johnson talking to Boys head coach sorry, head coach Jeff Schmittelkoffers, so if you want to get your boys' lax fixed, go check that out. And again, unfortunately, um, girls' lax, uh, we don't have anything, but I do believe that they won their first home, their first game against Hampton this past week, so congratulations to them on that. But again, with lax, unfortunately, we don't have a lot, so we'll end up getting to that when we get some more games and some more stuff to and some more information under our belts. But let's let us move on to boys' soccer. And Abby, you and I were at the most re recent game against Maris, so just kind of like, just just for you for us, just break it down break down what happened against Maris. So um, they start. We started off really good. Uh, we kept the ball um, in midfield over to the opponent side. Um, we had a lot of chances at the goal. Uh, Velez, uh, sophomore Velez, he assisted. Uh, Lucillo with a goal, then Jake Eubanks uh, also made a goal off of a handball penalty. Um, and then during getting closer into the halftime mark, um, they, uh, Marist, uh, started penetrating our defense, getting onto our side, um, which led to them receiving a goal. Um, after half, it was really back and forth. Both teams were on both sides, just trying to get to the goal. Maris didn't have as many shots at the goal as we did, but we just couldn't make it in the net. Um, but it was a really good game. We and we came out winning, and the boys. I'm excited to see what's come for, coming for them, and their region games starting up next week. Um, so far, they've had five wins and one tie. So. And let let us do let us do like give credit to the boys team. Who a lot of excitement going on with that. They've been playing really well. They had a pretty good win four one against St. Pius last week. And when you're beating these teams, like when you're beating these teams in this manner, like sure they're not getting every single opportunity they could, but considering that they're still in winning positions and putting themselves in good spots, that's a good problem to have. And it's going to be very interesting what happens in the in the region and in the state tournament but i will want to mention this because i don't because you know usually what ends up happening with soccer is that we usually have Faye county ruling the ruling the classification but now we do have teams like blessed trinity and saint pius in our classification now so 
it's going to be very interesting to see how those teams end up playing in with Fay County and if we're real if Fay County is really better than those private schools or if they're better than us it's I'm very curious to see how that ends up playing out but before, but enough about the speculation uh, we got the girls soccer game they played against Maris later that night uh, very back and forth kind of game the defense from what I understand end up playing their best game of the season and ended with a zero all tie and all I can say is that's a pretty good thing for them because they were they were kind of the girls team has been kind of down their luck so far especially because they had a pretty harsh loss against Gr- not Griffin uh, St. Pius last I think it, no it was two weeks ago where they didn't have Sarah Evans because she had she had some sickness that day and Chloe Thompson their their star forward was out with a red card so. They had a fragmented roster, and it kind of showed, and their back line kind of faltered. But, you know, against Maris, it seemed like their back line was doing a lot better and that they were able to keep themselves keep themselves in good spots, you know, staying in midfield instead of letting the other team invade their territory like they had against St. Pius. So there, were some, there are some struggles with them, they, but instead of going in with another loss or going in with a tie – which is much more optimistic for them, and they as well are going to start their region games next week. And I'm going to wrap this up with some baseball. Um, I will say right now, we probably have the most promising roster in our school's history. Five D1 commits, eight college commits. That like That's something that m- most, most programs wish they had, and we literally have... We literally have so much talent on our roster. Like, you have leadoff Fat Ector, knows how to hit the ball really well. And then you, and you also got Josh Tatum, really good hitter, amazing, really good shortstop. Then you got pitchers, Eli Jones starting for us, and then Declan Dunn. And it's just so, it's just so amazing. And that's just a few names. That doesn't even get into everybody, but we, but we had a really good start to the season. According to Mosley, they didn't play super well at the beginning of the year, but they still had a pre- they ended with sizable leads against their opponents. Going into North Forsyth, they were undefeated, and that was just a game that I covered. That they it was it was like whoa, they first Eli Jones pitched a really good game. He was perfect the first two innings, and then you have Thad Actor leading leading them off, and then you you have the situation where. One inning later, six runs, six nothing after one inning, and that's really hard to come back from. And you just dug North Forsyth, a top ten ranked team in seven A, into that rut. And even though they had a bit, a few flops here and there, they didn't need to play as perfect as they did because they already had an overwhelming advantage. They ended up winning eleven to one, Mercer ruling them in the fifth, and. Overall, really good, really good home opener for them. But let's hear what head coach Brent Mosley had to say. What does it mean when y'all can come out here and have a start like this? Well, it's good. We play much better today than we have been playing. But, uh, you know, we're off to a good start. We're a good team. Got a lot of good players. We just got to continue to work at it and get better. And even then, like, there were, there were a bit, there were a few struggles through the third and fourth inning. But even then, Mercer ruling in the Mercer ruling in the fifth. That's a big thing. So what is it? 
So how important is it for this team to be able to play, to even play like that with some struggle, to, for even with those kind of struggles to play like that against a top 10 7 team? Yeah. Hey, we, I don't know. Hey, we just came out and scored six in the first and, you know, just kept adding a little bit here and a little bit there. So, you know, Eli, that's the best Eli's been. He threw a lot of strikes, kept them down. So, that's good. Good all the way around. So, would you say, like, that kind of style is a, is a, is a situation that that team thrives on, like scoring early? Yeah, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Anytime you can put a team in a hole like that, you're in good shape. Yeah. And then you also got some big non-region games today, later this week, and then you also have big – Big region game Tuesday against yeah. Harris County. Yeah, so it's going to be a big game. What's it like having these games to prepare for that? It's just just getting field time. Just getting you know we missed a whole year last year basically, and we just got to continue you know to get practice and play you know non-region get better. You know I think he was onto something when he said that they needed they still needed to improve because they played North Oconee who was a semi for a semifinalist the year before last year. And they lost eight to two. And even though I don't know the specifics, eight to two, not really that good of a score to have in your record. So they've got their first first loss in the loss column this year. But you know, what can you say? They have a lot of talent to work with. You know, like I said, five D one college commits. You know, you got that actor who's let me mention also as a, as a MLB draft prospect. So that's also really good. You got. Walford commit Shay Yeager. You got, I think it's Flag Flagford Flagford commit Ryder Wagonet. You know Tatum, Sean Southern commit John Sean White, and then pitching you got Jones Dunn and UNG commit Daniel Courtney. I don't even think that's all of them, but those are some solid names, and they all have their strengths that mostly in those coaching crew is able to work with and it's going to be very interesting how that ends up working out especially because they have their first region game at home next tuesday against harris county and i'm about to get to region in a sec but harris county another top 10 team very difficult and is going to give us a run for their money and that's the thing about this region is that of all sports we may have had the biggest transition we may have had the biggest upscale in competition because you have you have Harris County, who's also a really great team. Then you have Northside Columbus, who hasn't been as notable in the, in the sports world this year, but in baseball, holy cow. They, they were the runners-up in 4A last year. And from what I've seen from the record right now, they have got their groove going. So we're going to have a tough region ahead of us this season, but I'm excited to see what ends up happening next. But that is all we have for our... For our Panther Pen episode this this week, or sorry, this bye week. So, Abby, just kind of like, great, give me give me your thoughts on this whole on this whole spring sports situation and what you're and what you're seeing. I'm really looking forward to seeing how boys lacrosse does um, and girls lacrosse. I just I I want to know how well they're gonna do. Um, baseball, Mosley's a great coach, and I want to see what he does with the team this year track I'm looking forward to um never mind um <laughs> no you were right yeah I mean, we we completely forgot about track from what I understand I think they I think they, they had both... their first meet last week right and they have another meet coming up this Saturday 
both at Stars Mill, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And um, I'm pretty sure they podiumed in both boys and girls last year. So there's just that as well. And real quick, before I do, before we do end this episode, let's not forget, girls across technically still are the reigning champions yes. from last year, from last last year. So this is still a title defense for them. And even though they don't have names, the big girls like Ryan King, they do have guys like Emma Grace Hepler and. And they do have a strong unit, and I'm so excited to see what happens with them this year. But other than that, if you want some more Pather Sports Fix, theproblemnews.org, our sports stuff, we are nonstop. We've got coaches' corners, cover stories, and player of the weeks. We've got it all, and we're just waiting for you to get to get your readership. To, I'm sorry. We are waiting for you to check out theproblemnews.org to get your sports fix. Other than that, that's all we got for now. From the Panther Newsroom. For myself and Abby Carter, thank you for listening. Go Panthers!